0: Every leader has an objective and that is to influence you to take action. The challenge is a manipulator also has the same objective. They want to influence you in order to take action. So how do we then tell the difference between when we are being led and when we are being manipulated and more importantly, how do we remain leaders and not cross over into manipulation? Because the tools that are employed on both sides are often very similar. And in this episode, we'll be exploring that question. So stick around. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Chit Chat in a Quarter podcast with your host, Iraro Agbar. Now let's go into today's teaching. The great distinction of a leader from a manipulator is this simple litmus test. A leader wants you to take action that benefits we W-E. They are very we-centered. They think of the team. They ask themselves the question, how can we collectively win? A manipulator, on the other hand, wants you to take action that benefits me. M-E. A manipulator is very I-centered and oftentimes are very misleading because they often portray themselves to be out for everyone as opposed to being self-centered. So how do we then ourselves ensure that we become and remain leaders and not cross over into manipulation? first thing we need to do is think of yourself less. Now notice I said think of yourself less. I am not suggesting think less of yourself because you are talented you are created for a moment such as this you are created to lead and we can all grow and develop in our leadership but to remain or to become a we centered leader and not cross over into manipulation we need to develop the art of thinking of ourselves less. It doesn't mean that you shelve your ambitions or goals or aspirations. It just means that you are constantly asking the question, how can we as a group win? How can I leverage my influence, my authority, my position, my resources to ensure that collectively there is a win, even if that means I get a smaller portion of the win just so that everyone else can share the benefit That is a key component for us to have if we will become we-centered leaders. We are constantly esteeming others and not just ourselves. We're thinking of the group. How can the team win? The second thing that we can do to remain or become a we-centered leader is to invest in the development of the people we serve. Dedicate your time. Now, time is very precious. I've often heard people say, I'm saving time. Well, I ask them, well, how much time have you got in the bank now then? Have you got the four hours you saved? Can you add those four hours to the next day? You can't. Time is so precious that once it's gone, that moment is gone. So it's very valuable. Dedicate some of your time to those people who are willing to work who show proactive and an eager spirit and a teachable spirit. You can't spend your time on those who will not listen or those who would not agree to do the work you need to apply the Pareto Principle. And this is where you are dedicating 80% of your time to the 20% of people who are most productive or most eager. And this applies in so many other areas, but dedicate time to serve people who you know are eager, who are humble and are willing to learn. Because that way you are sharing your experiences, you are sharing your knowledge that will potentially save someone months even years from going around in circles. The third thing that you and I can do to become or remain we-centered leaders is to always shine a light. You may have had the experience of working under a manager or leader who always hugged the limelight, who always held all authority, wanted to make all of the decisions that would always point credit to them. How did that make you feel? None of us like those are leaders. Now, it's very important that we do not become those sorts of leaders. We need to always shine the light. And a simple way of shining the light is equipping people and delegating not just tasks, but delegating authority for them to go on make the decisions, take the actions and celebrating their wins because the decisions, the actions were independent of us. A lot of times when things go well in our organizations or in our teams where we are actively involved, the credit More often would come to us because we've led that. Sometimes I intentionally pull myself away and give my teams the ability and the authority to make decisions without my direct involvement. So everyone knows it's crystal clear that this project was a success, not because I micromanaged it, it was a success because there were competent individuals who did the work, who applied their skill and their know how to make it a success. Develop the culture of praise where you praise individuals for their hard work individually and you do it publicly. The more you do it, the more you build trust and confidence in your team. And it helps keeps us as a we centered leader. So as we draw this to an end, I'm going to give you two application questions that you can begin to practice right now. These are very simple. The first thing is this. Whenever you have a project or you have an assignment or a task to achieve or to perform with your team, ask yourself the question, how can we collectively win? Maybe that could be, how could we all be more efficient with our time as opposed to how can I be more efficient myself? How can we achieve more? How can the burden be spread so that everyone carries an equal load where possible. How can we best use our resources and align the tasks and responsibilities to the strengths within the team? Think to yourself, how can we all win in this task? The second application would require you to dedicate between 15 to 30 minutes of your time to spend with your colleague and ask how you can help, how Can I empower you? How can I fall into you? How can I share my wisdom and my learning and experiences to equip you to be better and to help you along this journey to succeed in life and in leadership? These two things have been so valuable to me. I am so thankful to the many hours that so many great leaders have dedicated to my personal and professional development the 15 minutes call the half an hour conversation the hour-long conversations they have been so very helpful and I believe that we can repay that generosity that has been shown to us if we would identify those who are humble and willing to learn and spend parts of our time equipping them with the knowledge and experiences that we've gained thank you for spending the time with me in this episode leave a review if this has added any value to you be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share this with your network until the next episode we've been chit chatting in a quarter